Welcome to an audio newspaper full of very serious, very real stories that the world needs to hear. More listening and less reading than a newspaper, but equally as sexy. This is Paper News Out Loud. Hello and good evening. I'm your host, Diane Weathersby. Hello and good morning. I am Florence Strumsby, and thank you for listening to Paper News Out Loud. So what's happening in the news today, Diane? Well... If you are like me and you know everything about pumpkin spice lattes, <laughs> you know that it's the 14th birthday. So happy 14th birthday, PSL. <laughs> Disclaimer, um, we do not know the actual date of the um, PSL's birthday. We just know that it is turning 14 this year. <laughs> yes, but now we have declared that it is officially October 11th, 2017. But minus 14 years. <laughs> so, so, 2003. 2003. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, I have Florence here to tell us about the history of the pumpkin spice latte. Alright, so a little fun fact about pumpkin spice. It is like cocaine during fall time. It is. It, it's everywhere, basically. Just like cocaine. Correct. <laughs> you cannot walk into your local Starbucks without seeing pumpkin spice or cocaine. So Starbucks was the first um, company to come up with the pumpkin spice latte. Right. And it, according to um, the Washington Post.com forward slash news forward slash wonk forward slash WP. Right. <laughs> and it goes on and on and Just on. Just forever. <laughs> um, it can be attributed to the... Massive amount of pumpkin and pumpkin spice flavored products on the market. Pumpkin spice is actually just a combination of a variety of seasonings, and most products don't actually contain pumpkin in them. It's Whoa! A com- <laughs> I didn't know that! <laughs> it's a combination of cinnamon, clove, nutmeg, ginger, and occasionally pumpkin, but most okay. of the time they don't include pumpkin. Okay. That actually makes sense, because mm-hmm. if you're thinking about like making pumpkin bars or something, you don't add pumpkin flavoring, you add yeah. pumpkin spice, mm-hmm. which is a spice to make pumpkin yeah. bars, or pie, or you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Tell me more. Um, pumpkin spice, while it is very popular and it kind of takes over social media, um, according to Starbucks, only 72% of people, or I'm so sorry, 72% of people only buy one latte per season, which I personally can vouch for because who can afford right. to buy more than one pumpkin spice latte right. throughout the fall season? Correct. That is correct. Or more than one Starbucks drink per year. (laughs) Also correct. Unless you're getting like a black coffee with no flavors and you like bring your own mug, but then still it's like $35. Even then, yes. (laughs) I run a very tight budget. (laughs) Lots of um, pumpkin spice flavored things have been introduced, including Cheerios, who introduced seasonal er, seasonal flavors of the classic O's. They are amazing. See, I didn't like them. I thought they were too much. See, I thought they were really good. You know what's very funny is I never used to like pumpkin spice things, and the only reason I started to eat them all the time is because we live together, and you really <laughs> like pumpkin spice, but now I worry that it might have taken over my life. I understand that, because it's kind of, like, I haven't even had, it's October 11th, and I haven't even had a pumpkin spice latte yet. Oh my god. I know. Well, when we went to Starbucks to get the pumpkin spice mm-hmm. latte, we got the maple pecan. And that opens a new controversy. 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 Is Jimothy. Maple, <laughs> Jim, 
is maple pecan the new PSL? I read an article about it today because this is yeah. what I do at my job now. I think it was linked on one it of these. It was, yeah. yeah. On one of these, yep. Yeah, because I suppose they want to just mix up the different kinds of fall flavors that you can have. And pumpkin spice is getting so overdone that it's almost becoming, like, ironic to drink and eat pumpkin right. spice food during fall. So I understand it. Right. Yeah, and um, maple is good in everything. <laughs> Accurate. What did I have that was maple the other day? That was That so maple good. ice cream? The maple ice cream. Mm -hmm. That was amazing. So you were talking about pumpkin spice foods being overdone, and I just don't, I don't believe it. I, <laughs> I just, I am not assaulted with 50 varieties of pumpkin spice foods when I go to the grocery store, mm -hmm. so I'm going to need some solid evidence. Well, um, according to eatery.com, they provide... Eater. <laughs> no, it's eatery. <laughs> Good try. There are, um... They made a list of 65 pumpkin spice foods. They say that have no business being pumpkin spice, but they have pumpkin spice flavored pretzels, like cookie pretzels, okay. and I think that sounds delicious. So just a few really weird ones jumped out for me. The first one that comes to mind is um, pumpkin spice flavored greenies. Greenies are dog breath neutralizing treats right. for people who don't have dogs or aliens who only walk their unicorns. I would like to disagree that this is not weird and it's in fact genius because who are we as humans to have the monopoly on pumpkin spice? How do we know that our little doggy friends don't also love pumpkin spice? Well, right and they can't buy PSLs. <laughs> they don't have credit cards. <laughs> exactly. And they don't wear shoes or shirts. No service. Can't go through the drive-thru. But I don't know about you, Diane, but mo besides the greenies, which I personally wouldn't eat, me being a, a two-legged human, um, everything else on the list sounded pretty delicious. Was there anything that you disagreed with or you feel like should be added to the pumpkin spice list? One thing I'm looking at that I find interesting is uh, the pumpkin spice spray on spice. It's a seasoning <laughs> spray. I, I don't know. I, I just... I don't know about that one. I'm very confused at what it's for. And then the next one is pumpkin spice coffee creamer, which, how dare you put that on a list of weird things. Like, that's <laughs> right. like the first thing I look for if I'm looking for something pumpkin spiced. And then all the different gelatos and ice creams. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously. The, okay. One thing I very much disagree with. Okay. Okay. There are a few things. Pumpkin spice go-go squeezes, but not just because it's pumpkin spice, because it's a go-go squeeze. I think those are nasty. You can't see the food. Like, you never see the food before it goes in your mouth. And that bothers me. Isn't it for, t like, toddlers? Yeah, but I think adults eat them, too. <laughs> There's, like, I feel like they don't put any sugar in them, because they're supposed to be, like, good for your children. Yeah. But I think people have gotten, like, um moldy ones before oh and that would just that horrifies me yeah why can't you see them what secrets are you hiding go go squeeze i was gonna make fun of this pumpkin pie spice butter bread butter spread but then you make toast mm -hmm. you put that on your toast that sounds amazing it's like making cinnamon sugar toast mm -hmm. except easier because you're just putting pumpkin spice butter on there and you're right. having a great day. I don't know why some of this is on here. Yeah. Like Kahlua pumpkin spice. Yeah, we get turned on Kahlua. The only thing I very much disagree with is the pumpkin spice marshmallows. That personally offends me on a very deep <laughs> level. I can't handle that. Like, I get chocolate-flavored marshmallows, I guess. No. I love marshmallows. Mm. Like, I love marshmallows. I think they're so tasty. <sighs> 
But they're, they have like a toasted coconut one that's really good. Oh. But this just seems like it would taste... Wrong. Yeah, just not good. Yes. Like super fake. And then there are things on this list like uh, pumpkin spice cinnamon rolls, which sound <laughs> so good. And I'm actually pretty mad I haven't had some of this stuff on here. I don't Pumpkin spice cookies. Why are you hating on pumpkin spice cookies? That sounds so good. Um, pumpkin spice kettle corn does not sound that good, though. No, that's not... All kettle corn sounds awful. <laughs> like, it's not, not limited to, to pumpkin spice. They also made fun... Well, I guess they're not really making fun, but they're saying that you shouldn't... This shouldn't exist, right? Mm -hmm. These foods shouldn't exist. Pumpkin spice cappuccino... Like that's a gas station staple. That's yeah, that should very much exist. Okay, but if you look at number sixty-five on the list, okay. um, pumpkin spice mild Caribbean style salsa. I just can't even imagine a practical use for that. No, I can't either. Yeah. Unless you there's is there a way to make pumpkin chips that I'm unaware of where you can slice a pumpkin, bake it, dip it in the salsa? Probably. That might be good. Yeah, or like maybe if you would make cinnamon and sugar tortillas or something. Oh, that could be good. But I, I guess I don't really know right. the quality of... Does it taste tomato-y? Because if it does, I don't want to dip sweet things in it. Or does it just taste like sweet pumpkin spice? You it's know? got a pepper on it, so I'm thinking it's spicy. <laughs> just, who wants spicy pumpkin spice? Monsters. But speaking of Kahlua, I see we have a pumpkin pie shooter shot. Yeah, so if you are a human being and you have a soul and maybe you're a dog who has a soul and you don't hate pumpkin spice and you also love getting drunk, then... Um, responsibly. <laughs> responsibly. <laughs> in the comforts of your own home alone while watching Parks and Rec on Netflix. Sure don't not. hate on that. I'm not. <laughs> That's my favorite way to get drunk. <laughs> Shmirnoff posted a um, two-star quality recipe for a pumpkin pie shooter. So all you need is one cup of Smirnoff vanilla, a half a cup of Bailey's Original Irish Cream Pumpkin Spice. Wait, <laughs> is it Bailey's Original Irish Cream? And then, and then I think also pumpkin spice. And Okay, so there is, update, there is no Bailey's Original Irish Cream Pumpkin yes. Spice flavor. Okay, it, they're two separate entities. <laughs> and then you need whipped cream. And if you read on into the instructions, it does say add a dab of pumpkin spice. <laughs> Just caught up in the moment. So really, I'm understanding why it's two stars, because the only thing that's pumpkin spice is the dash of pumpkin spice mm -hmm. on top. So you're just so, having Smirnoff vanilla and Irish cream mixed together. Though I would still drink it. Mm -hmm. I would definitely shoot this into my face. Yeah. I, yeah. And if, it serves six. <laughs> if someone prepared it for me, it serves one. But <laughs> like, I just need a big glass. <laughs> just pour me a giant pumpkin pie shooter. And that's all we have for pumpkin spice knowledge today. Um, if you love pumpkin spice, tweet at us. Or go buy something pumpkin spice related. Or go buy pumpkin spice is... Send us pics. <laughs> yeah, give give us all your uh, PS pics. Pumpkin spice to clarify. Pum pum pumpkin spice spice spice. You know who would have loved pumpkin spice? <laughs> A good transition. <laughs> and you ruined it. Oh, you know who would have loved pumpkin spice? Who, Diane? The Australian Moa. I'm assuming it's pronounced. Mm -hmm. What the heck is that? It looks like it's a large flightless bird that is similar to an ostrich. But bigger. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, I've heard of these elusive and amazing creatures who became extinct many years ago. 
I'm gonna let you take point on this one, Florence. <laughs> okay. So, um, Australia is a weird place, right. full of wonderful people, but a strange variety of wildlife. Um, one of those strange wildlife, including the giant moa. Is it still alive? No, it okay. is extinct. Great. Um, the, I mean, boo. Boo, because it would have made an amazing pet. Obviously. Um, but on nzbirdsonline.org, um, which is NZ for anyone who doesn't know, stands for New Zealand, um, these giant birds were very tall, had relatively slender bodies, and a relatively small broad head with a robust, decurved bill. That's actually describes me, so thank you. <laughs> Diane in her human form. Alright, Florence, tell me more about this insanely large bird. Well, besides, in addition to its notable largeness, um, it was one of the largest herbivores in prehistoric South Island, which I don't really know what South Island is. I'm assuming it's Australia. <laughs> I, I think that's a safe assumption. <laughs> or Antarctica. Um, in the terrestrial <laughs> ecosystem. Most herbivores do live in Antarctica where there's no herbs. <laughs> they just eat a Air. lot of ice. <laughs> the diet of the South Island thing is um, twigs, leaves, flowers, berries, and seeds. Mm. Yeah. Now you're thinking, damn it, Florence, why can't I have one of these beautiful and noble um, right. moa birds as a pet? Well, Diane, they were hunted into extinction. Of course they were. And uh, many of them were actually eaten. They don't describe the taste of mm -hmm. the um, moa bird on this particular article, much like they did for Sterling Sea Cow right. in the previous articles, but we can only assume that they were really freaking delicious. Yes. I'm guessing they tasted like crocodile, which tastes like chicken. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Common knowledge sort of Common thing. Common knowledge. Alright, so if you could go back to 1846, when this beautiful, beautiful South Island giant mole was given its name, and you could, you could bepet it, mm -hmm. which is befriend, but when you bepet. take on a pet, a bepet, mm -hmm. if you could bepet it, what would you do with your new pet? Okay, well the first thing that I would do was I would lift up its wings that I'm assuming are there because it's a bird, and then wrap my arms around its torso and have me close any wings or feathers that it has around me so that I'm cocooned safely against this moa body. And then I would use that um, very safe, safe. Now you know that um, moas are great and amazing pets, or they at least would be if they were still alive. Let's move on to our next segment. So we received, um, how do we receive this? Well, so, Initially, we thought that all our fan letters were coming to us via the mailbox and by extension the United States Postal Service, but turns out that's not accurate because we recorded at an unmarked location in Antarctica and postal mail things can't be delivered here. Yeah, our so, nearest P.O. box is like 85,000 miles away and it was just a little too strenuous of a, of a, a swim for us mm -hmm. to get to the tip of South America. Gotta watch out for those orcas. We found this letter in a particularly interesting spot this morning. Diane was taking a big drink of milk and out of the milk jug plopped a very soggy handwritten letter. After much hair drying, um, we were able to read the letter and this is what it said. Dear Florence and Diane, I have become too cool. Everyone always comments on my Instagram post that I am just the coolest person they know and I do not want this. 
but since I'm naturally so cool, I'm not sure how to correct this current predicament that I'm in. How can I be more weird? Sincerely, Kathy Cool and Coolsville. See, again, I don't have any knowledge on how to be weird because I am so naturally cool <laughs> that um, I've, I've never actually been accused of being weird. So, again, we had to reach out to WikiHow. Via the Google. Via the Google. To uh, figure out how to be a little weird. So pretty much there are two main parts for acting weird, or being weird, I should say. Number one is acting weird, number two is speaking weird. So one would think that speaking weird is also just an act of being weird, because speaking by nature is an act, but it turns out that they're two very different things. Correct. So one of the great tips that they offered was to talk to random people in the streets and say ridiculous things. Now what stranger or human being walking down the sidewalks of their beloved hometown doesn't mind being approached by a complete stranger who says something like, oh my gosh, are you okay? When they are clearly alive, fine and well. Who doesn't like that? Well, right. Everyone's just going to start talking about how, uh, how weird you are and it's going to be great. And that's exactly what you want, I think. Because you're too cool for this world. Another thing is to overreact to little things. So they gave the great example of if you see a slinky, act like it's a great discovery. Like act like you just discovered the way to get to Mars. That if you jiggle your slinky around enough, it'll actually open a portal to another planet. Okay, but on a real note, I have tried that and it does work. <laughs> I don't so think you make a in. joke about that, but be very careful with slinkies because they will. Um, bring other doom and chaos upon your family. <laughs> Not to mention the world. The world. Yeah. Basically, um, overreacting to little things is something I've never done because I am just, again, so cool and just so relaxed all the time. So I've never overreacted to a little thing. Another um, great way to be a giant weirdo because you're just so cool and you don't want to get so many um, hearts on your Instagram pic is they have a strange taste in food. Now this might sound offensive, but don't worry, it's not. Just instead of liking food that people normally like, you say dumbass things like, these pickles taste like my brother's wallpaper, which is a great opener for anyone who likes um, your brother and also wants to taste his wallpaper. So basically, it's not liking foods that may be considered strange in your social circles, it is thinking foods have a different taste. So if you're gobbling down on some good ice cream and you start jumping around, and this goes back to overreacting, you start jumping around like, oh my god, this ice cream burned my tongue, it's so hot, oh my god, and you're just freaking out because the ice cream burned your tongue, that's something that'll make you a little weird because mm -hmm. everyone knows that um, ice cream is frozen. <laughs> like the landscape surrounding me in Antarctica. <laughs> Um, so if you find that acting weird and, like, being, like, acting just like a giant freaking weirdo isn't really doing the trick, sometimes speaking weird can add a really little bit of extra pizzazz. It emphasizes it, mm -hmm. yes. So, for example, you might want to make up new words. And it can be hard, I know, I've made up several languages to make up new words. And if you don't have the kind of background and training that I have mm -hmm. in linguistics and otherwise... Um, this could be a hard step, but my tip is always to just kind of try to talk like a sim. <laughs> <laughs> Try 
Shooby doo. <laughs> They're Forbalore. <laughs> it's great fun and it's it's a good party trick. Um, if you're not linguistically inclined, just try jabbing two words together. That's a good point. It's and it makes it um, it's fun to talk to you too, and it shortens things. Like if you say you need to go to the bank and the grocery store, you can just say I need to go to the bore, or the <laughs> or the the grank, and I'll be like, What do you mean you gotta go to the grank? And I'll be like. I gotta go to the grocery store and the bank. Like, get with my new lingo. Mm-hmm. And, and then we'll catch on. And eventually it'll end up on Urban Dictionary. And then you'll be famous. But then we but find then. ourselves in a predicament. Because when you become famous for all your cool words being on Urban Dictionary, does that not make you cool again? Oh, no. Then we come full circle. Is is cool and weird not a cycle? Are they just a two, two things on the... Sp- two sides of the same coin that's what I'm looking for <laughs> can, can you be so cool that you're weird mm-hmm. maybe we're taking this in the wrong direction and you should actually be cooler mm-hmm. to be weird like it's so cause isn't weird just like not normal so basically anything other than normal is weird so cool is weird hacked solved it boom <laughs> bring it on so, Kathy Cool and Coolsville, I hope that this is some good advice for you. Also, injecting half-thoughts into conversations is a fun thing that I never do. <laughs> um, a big part of the how to be weird wiki how I miss is dressing weird. Oh my gosh, this is actually very long. And thinking weird. And there think- Not only are there two parts, but there's actually four parts. Life is a mystery. <laughs> Now, I I take up some offense to the looking weird section because uh, I think you're going to look how you look. And I don't think it's anybody's business if I want to dress up like Captain America for every day of my entire life. And that's none of your business what I'm going through <laughs> and how I want to feel. And if it makes me feel powerful, then I want to feel mm-hmm. powerful. Just, I feel like at the end of the day, just be the weird that you are. Yes. Alright, so another one of our uh, favorite uh, things to do is called the Motivation Station. So this week, I was talking to a friend, and she's got a big decision to make. So I'm kind of wondering, what's something you've been putting off deciding on? Well, Diane, I've been really wanting for a long time to have an illegal imported elephant to house in my house with me. So... (laughs) I've been, like, looking on the deep web, you know, deep into the internet where the feds can't go, trying to find a market for where to buy this illegal imported elephant. Mm -hmm. And I found one. It starts out as a baby. Because everyone knows that if you're going to buy an illegally imported animal, you should always start out as a baby because... Right. Because baby elephants only weigh a ton compared to a full-grown elephant (laughs) that weighs several tons. Exactly. Right. So I think I'm finally just going to go ahead and do it. That's a good decision yeah. to make. You know. Thank you. They're not endangered, mm-hmm. for sure. And they'll definitely fit in your house. Mm-hmm. And you have the habitat and ecosystem yeah. here in Antarctica. And I mean, all the, I'll just feed them, like, some grass or something like that. They don't need right. a full-fledged diet. So I'm not super concerned about getting them food. How much do you think an elephant could really eat anyway? I mean... They're only massive. <laughs> right, exactly. And... Th- we're all going to die anyway. 
someday. So what difference does it make? But maybe I'll change my mind and just adopt an iguana or some smaller version of the elephant. I'm still on the fence. But... So that's my challenge to you this week, Florence, is to make a decision about what kind of exotic pet you are going to adopt <laughs> and how you're going to make it comfortable in your new home. <laughs> Ends up adopting hermit crab. <laughs> that seems rather fitting. <laughs> Well, I've been thinking about a new tattoo. Oh, yeah? Yeah, right. So I'm I'm caught between a few different ideas. Um, the the big the the big one that I've got cooking right now is actually my own face, but also on my stomach. Uh, that'll be a that lot of fun, fun when you're wearing a swimsuit. I think so. Because it'll be like, where are you looking at? Exactly. <laughs> like my eyes are down here. <laughs> but they're also up here. Or I can just be like, hey, my eyes are up here. They're also right here. And then point to my stomach where my tattoo eyes are. Um, Follow-up question. What will the belly button be in this um image? Or is the belly button not incorporated in the oh, tattoo? Oh, I, I hadn't even considered the belly button. Or do you have a belly button or are you an alien? I do, in fact, uh, have three belly buttons. Okay, perfect. <laughs> no, uh, sa- unfortunately I have but one. And, um... Yes. I, I I think the belly button, I think it'll be above the belly button. Yeah. It'll be like on the upper abs. And then maybe I'll leave the belly button to a different tattoo mm-hmm. later. That sounds beautiful. I think you should make the appointment right now and I'll go with so you too. and take pics. That, that's my big decision for the week, is getting a, a giant tattoo of my own face on my own body. <laughs> Art. <laughs> Alright listeners, my challenge for you this week is to make a big decision. If you have nothing big you're deciding on, make one up. <laughs> Just make a decision this week, but it has to be a big decision. Can't be a little decision. Can't be an everyday decision like what am I going to eat for breakfast. You have to get a tattoo, quit your job, plan a trip, buy an animal that's 3 to 17 times bigger than you. Perfect. <laughs> get married. Those are the decisions you get to pick from this week. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Well, and that's gonna that's gonna be all that we've got for this week. I want to thank Jake Harrison for allowing us to use his track titled Five off of his album Found on SoundCloud. Thanks, Jake. You can find his music through the link or by searching at this. We hope you made a laugh and learned a thing. Have a great week. Have a good morning. <laughs>